0: Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace Your Journey. So glad that you are with us. We're going through the book of First Kings. What an unbelievable story it is. Listen, if you like intrigue, if you like suspense, if you like tragedy, if you like triumph... The books of First and Second Kings are for you. And so we're going through the story, just telling you the story as it appears in the Bible, learning and, and really uh, pulling out the principles that are clear within the Scripture so we can live better and walk closer to the Lord in the days ahead. So we're in 1 Kings chapter 4. We're at the end of the chapter. Here's what's gone on. David was king. He's died. Solomon is now king in his place. Solomon went through a period of time where he had to get rid of some folks. <laughs> now, if you were with us, you know, he did that a couple of different ways, right? Some he fired and some he sort of retired, if you know what I mean, right? So he did that. Then he came to the point where God asked him what he wanted. He said, Solomon, I'll give you anything. What do you want? He said, God, the job you've given me is so big. I need your wisdom to lead your people because the job is massive, And so God rewarded him by saying, okay, Solomon, because you didn't ask for things for yourself, money, stuff, and things, right? Armies, weaponry, wealth, he didn't ask for any of that. You asked for what it would take to lead my people well. He said, I'm going to give you wisdom like no other person's ever had before you, and no one will have after you. And because you didn't ask for those other things, I'm going to give those to you as well. So Solomon received that wisdom. And so in chapter four here at the end, we're given some details on the wisdom that he received and how great it was. So let's pick up and see what's going on. Now, just prior to this, remember, he assembled this cabinet, right? People he could trust, because here's what we know. The people you put around you determine how far and how high you can go. That's true in management. That's true in business. It's true in church. It's true in life. The people that surround you help you go where you need to or they keep you where you don't want to stay. And so Solomon put around him some great people. And so he did that. Then the second thing he did is he um, delegated out to 12 different groups responsibilities for taking care of his people, his house, his table, if you will, the direct people, the people that directly reported to him. So so he's, he's shown already unbelievable leadership. Surrounded himself with good people. The power of, of effective management is delegation. He's done that. And now look at what God says about Solomon and his wisdom and, and how he dealt among people. This is what the Bible says. Now, God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure and breadth of mind, like the sand of the seashore. So another said, listen, Solomon has, has wisdom and understanding that cannot be measured. It can't be counted. It's, he's an endless supply of information, wisdom, and insight on how to live life. Now, isn't that amazing? I mean, if you could have that, would you ask for it? Guess what? You can. (laughs) The book of James says if anyone lacks wisdom, if you're lacking in wisdom, ask God, and God will give to all people freely and hold nothing back. You can get wisdom today. You can get understanding today. God promises in the book of James to give it to you. Now, will you be as smart as Solomon? Uh, I'm voting maybe you might fall a little short on that one, (laughs) but you'll have unbelievable wisdom to get through what you're going through. So here's what he says. So that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people in the East and all the wisdom in Egypt. Now, Egypt was a place at this point historically where everyone went for wisdom. If you wanted wisdom, if you wanted depth of understanding and knowledge, you went to the wise men and the religious leaders of Egypt. Well, Solomon comes on the scene and already surpasses them. And so the Bible goes on, and says this, for he was wiser than all other men. Wiser than Ethan, the Esrahite, and Hermon, and Heman, and Kalkal, and Darba, and who are the sons of Mahal. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. Now, here's what you got to know you got to know that Ethan and Hermon were two guys that are mentioned right here, right? They wrote Psalm 88 and 89. That's how wise they were. That's how insightful they were. They were that wise and insightful that God caused a couple of their writings to be put into the Bible, and Solomon exceeds them. Look what else it says. That his fame was was known in all the surrounding nations. As a matter of fact, we know that Queen Sheba of Ethiopia would eventually travel to Jerusalem to witness the wisdom of Solomon. Now, it's rumored, we don't know this for sure, that they became romantically involved there was a child involved, and that when when the nation was falling, and the ark was eventually um, suspect thousand or so years later, that the Ethiopians came and took the ark, and there's a theory now that the ark resides in Ethiopia today, and that goes back to Solomon his wisdom and the Queen of Sheba going there. So it goes on and says this. Now, he also spoke 3,000 Proverbs. We have those primarily in the book of Proverbs. And also songs of over a 1,000. Now, I want to mention something to you. There's a difference between songs and psalms. Solomon's father, David, wrote psalms. And we have the book of Psalms where David wrote. Solomon wrote songs. Now, those songs could have been about a pretty girl on the Sea of Galilee, You know, his favorite horse that died? I mean, no joke, it could have been about anything. But the point here is this already we see a slide with Solomon. David wrote Psalms that declare the greatness of God, that praise God, that elevate our hearts and minds to focus on God. That's what David wrote. Solomon wrote songs about earthly things. Do you begin to see just a little bit of a slide? That slide is already starting to happen. Now, what we're going to see as we go through 1st and 2nd Kings, the slide becomes profound, complete, and horrific. But right here, we're already starting to see a little bit of that slide. Then quickly it goes on and says this. He spoke of trees from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows on the wall. He was botanical, man. He understood plants and trees. He, he He was very adept at that. And, and then he goes on and says, and he spoke of also a beast. He, he was zoological, beast and birds and reptiles and fish. He could speak on animals, all the animals on the earth. He understood them. And people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. In Solomon's heyday, people traveled, not just the queen of Sheba, but people traveled from all over to witness what God had done with this one man. Here's great news. You ready for this? with your story, wherever it is and its development and how you're living it out, God can use you. God can begin to empower you with wisdom. Just ask, if you want wisdom to do his work, his way among his people for his kingdom, you will get a yes. (laughs) You absolutely will. And not only will you get a yes on that, you know what'll happen. You'll get unbelievable grace for your journey as well. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today. Thank you for your kindness. Now, Lord, be with us as we live for you. Give us, Father, wisdom to do your work, your way, for your people, and for your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, I hope you'll be with us next time as our story continues in 1 Kings. I promise you, you'll be blessed and encouraged, and you'll find grace for every step that you take. God bless you.